and boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you as always by the good people at Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been going, buddy? I mean, not good. Not good. It's been a terrible week. It's been terrible. Yeah. By the way, if anybody doesn't know who I am, I'm I'm James McDaniel. I'm the host of this little shindig here. Um, They're forcing me to be on camera. When I have a radio face, <laughs> thinking podcasting was the way to go, but most assuredly sure. not. Garrett Gonzalez is trying to to throw me out of my comfort zone here <laughs> onto YouTube, as Brian Alvarez pronounces it. The YouTubes, yes, yeah. Um, Brody Lee, a couple of years ago when Brody Lee died, my buddy texted me about it, and I thought he was full of shit. I thought he was screwing with me. And I honestly don't even remember how I learned that Jay Briscoe died. I believe off mm-hmm. of Twitter. I believe off of Twitter. And um, and I messaged you and I messaged my buddy. And I, I mm-hmm. you probably had already heard it by then. Um, but this one, anybody who's a regular listener to The Boom knows both Kevin and I adore Jay Briscoe. Yeah. And uh, I think this hit me harder than any celebrity death ever and i think the reason why really? is i think so um i'd gotten out of wrestling for the for the most part for years probably between i'd come back briefly in the 2005 six era and even after i stopped watching wrestling again during that era i still was like listening to the brian and Vinny show i was listening to f4w pretty regularly because i enjoyed them and i was still a huge MMA fan. And uh, a few years later, a few years, like eight years later, um, Mm -hmm. my best friend gets me tickets to the, um, the GCW collective, I believe at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. 30. And Mm -hmm. I'd seen the Briscoes before he'd sent me some DVDs trying to get me into ROH. And I love the Briscoes, but then I saw the Briscoes, second row versus I believe El Generico and Kevin Steen and I was entranced it was the best wrestling I'd seen in decades and ever since then I've been following their career watching their matches buying Sandy Fork versus everybody t-shirts and Mm -hmm. um and I don't I don't buy many wrestling t-shirts um but the whole time it was just like, when are they going to break through? When are they going to get a WWE contract? When are they? And then later, when are they going to get an AEW contract? And that tweet years ago, a decade ago, kind of destroyed that for both of them. But then there was traction in this last year. And since, since his death, we've now heard Tony Khan tried to get him on AEW, and he couldn't. Yeah. Just like Tony Khan tried to do a Brody Lee memorial show for Jay for Jay Briscoe and they wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that for all that time it was like we were they were one step away. You just always knew they're yeah. one step away from being recognized as the best tag team in the world. And Jay Briscoe mm-hmm. is one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. And then this week, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, um, for that all to end 
was heartbreaking. Like, and I'm not exaggerating, genuinely heartbreaking as a fan, but also the fact mm-hmm. that we know, and now we've heard from so many pro wrestlers in so many mm-hmm. organizations what a great person Jay Briscoe is, how much he yeah. regretted that tweet and legitimately tried to learn and change, mm-hmm. and just what a family man he is. And to know that not only did he die, his two daughters were in critical condition and are, I believe, both mm-hmm. still hospitalized at this point. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. That's as hard as it gets. As hard as it gets. Yeah, I was um, I was at a meeting at my daughter's high school with my daughter. Um like a parent meeting informational thing about something or other. Yeah. And she was getting on to me because I was on my phone mm-hmm. and I'm always the one saying, get off your phone. Yeah. And I didn't really want to, I don't know. I didn't even know what to say because a, 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 a message came up in a, in a Slack, in a Slack message mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the fight game, uh, the, the podcasting group behind the kind of the behind the scenes group. Yeah, and all it said was like, "Guys, get ready for some bad news." And, and I remember somebody you know, asked immediately. Everyone Vince was related? like, "The Saudis? <laughs> is it Vince?" Yes. Right? Yeah. And it was like, "No, no, this is real. This is real bad news." And if, if only it were the Saudis. Uh, yeah, if only, if only. And when it came through, it was so random. Like it was so unexpected, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I had a hard time paying attention and, you know, but of course I was like, I'm not going to sit there explain to her what happens, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, shook. It, it was, you know, because, uh, you know, I was a fan. I was a fan of his. I did not follow ring of honor during his heyday very much, mm-hmm. but when I did, it was because there was some big Briscoe's match or because when he was a singles yeah. champ, um, you know, but I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't have like a huge attachment to him as a fan, um, other than just him, him and his brother being, you know, one of the highlights of the last year and always yeah. like, like you said, always rooting for them to get the chance that they deserve to make the big money and become the gigantic stars, the top of the business that they had earned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this, you know, and then the, um, you know, just the horrific details and the fact that his kids are still in the hospital, just fighting. Um, and for me having two girls of my own, just, um, you know, when it sinks in, I had, I'll put it this way. I don't know if I had ever given a thought to who Jamin Pugh was. Right. I related to Jay Briscoe mm-hmm. as a character and some, some wrestling performers we get attached to over their careers, um, learn about their lives, things like that. I don't know if I had ever, I knew that they really were farmers. I knew that they had a really tight family. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that a lot of their, you know, what, 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 you know, they're the classic, uh, your character is your personality dialed up to 11. Um, thing I think theirs was dialed up to 50, but yeah, you know, but maybe not. Maybe it was only 11, maybe it was only 10 and a half, but <laughs> you know, 
so so the thing wasn't like it wasn't this um oh i'm really attached to this person you know it was almost guilt i think for me of Mm -hmm. wow this this there's such a loss and i and and i had never even spent time you know i felt bad like that i I didn't spend time getting to know that person i mean obviously i'd you know what i mean as a fan yeah uh, and the thing yeah, is, I don't I even think meet him at a meet and greet. I know people yeah. have had interactions with him and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, unless it was at a meet and greet, there's really not that many opportunities sure. to, I, I think. Um, yeah. I, I, um, I really enjoyed um, Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Daily. Did a really good kind of look back. Um, yes, I at their to careers, and I love yeah. that he pointed out their um, their Campbell's Chunky Soup uh, promo, which is <laughs> yeah, one, one of my, of my all-time favorites. One of my yeah. absolute all-time favorites, and I also really liked. Um, I think it might have been um, Denise Salcedo. Basically, mm-hmm. did a did a show where she was just bringing up tweets of people remembering yeah. them. And, uh, man, it's hard to talk about. And I remember, um, one thing that kept coming up repeatedly from fans was I had never heard of the Briscoes or I'd never seen the Briscoes until Mm -hmm. their first ROH bout against, uh, FTR earlier this year. And after that, they all started going back and watching Going back. And I'll say yeah. this right now. Before, when we were talking about this new AEW Honor Club, we're like, yeah. you know, maybe you get it, maybe you don't. Yeah. Everybody needs to get it to watch every one of their matches. If nothing, yeah. like, if you don't watch anything else, watch every Briscoe's right. match available. Right. I understand why AEW and or Tony Khan, that's, you know, it it's sort of a weird look to, to, to say everyone needs to get it so you can do that. But as someone who yeah. does it, have a financial yeah. stake in that, I wasn't going to do it. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and um, watch all the things that I had missed. Mm-hmm. Rewatch the things that I had, that I had seen. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's out there and you tell I me mean, the promos are out there. I've, I've probably at least once a day have spent mm-hmm. time uh, you know, doing I mean, you you said uh, right at the beginning and before that like you know this threw your whole week off and mm-hmm. uh, I think it did for me too. I um I I I think it's something that I don't think has left my mind for a week. No, uh, not at all. And um um and it's and it's a weird thing because you know um. My friends know that I'm a wrestling fan. They know, mm-hmm. but his news was news, or you know, but it wasn't the kind of news that people, the casual person, probably heard. I don't know. Nobody has come up to me and said, "Hey, I heard about this guy. What happened?" Yeah, um, which is a shame. Uh, but My- also, it it's weird to have this thing that affects you, and you know, like. I have not been rattled by this by a wrestler. There hasn't been one like this. It doesn't feel like since Benoit, even even Brody Lee, 
mm-hmm. was shocking. And I don't, I don't mean to compare. I, don't, I, you know, I don't want that to sound like you know. No, but I understand what you're saying. I liked Brody uh, Lee, yeah. but I wasn't super right. connected to Brody Lee. It's just right. all the stories when when he died, and you know his kids there. That was mm-hmm. really that really affected me, but nothing like mm-hmm. this guy who I've been following for over a decade and yeah. brought something to the ring. I remember back in the day saying it's shocking that WWE hasn't signed them because they bring something to the table that nobody else does. And at the time, I just assumed, even though they're not Southern, their gimmick feels Southern. And that's what I right. wanted to see in WWE. And yeah. I wondered if they weren't getting signed just because Vince really hates the South, like really hates the South. But <laughs> I know what you mean. He just doesn't get him. And there, and there, and, and there's a part that's like a little bit that I'm glad. I, I want him to get the money, but mm-hmm. WWE Briscoes, we would have been, we none of us would have liked it. I, I think Vince. I think what with, Vince would have they seen, would have gone to NXT in in the Takeover era, and they would have been the biggest thing in NXT. And they yeah. probably would have had some absolute classics on a couple of takeovers. And then there may, it's very much the FTR story, I think. You know, I think and, if Vince had them in NXT and they were tearing down mm-hmm. the house, Vince would have taken the sheep herders and made them the bushwhackers. Yes. They would have been. Yes, I had that exact They would have thought. been the Sandy, the Sandy Fork bushwhackers. Right chicken chicken hunters or something yeah the chicken hunters. chicken farmers chicken farmers <laughs> that's what they've been in sandy hook chicken farmers yeah you know i was thinking you know we're both um you know we were brought up the same in the wrestling business and uh yeah we one of my earliest memories one of my earliest memories we've talked about staying and you know things like that mm-hmm. uh, one of the earliest memories when i be first became a fan was the feud between the Fantastics and the Sheepherders. Yeah, and I remember that one. The Fantastics were my first favorite team, and the Sheepherders scared the bejesus out of me because yeah. they were insane. And it, what's really odd is that's one of the thoughts I've had this week when I was thinking about just kind of reflecting on their career mm-hmm. was they were the new age Sheepherders. Like yeah, they, they were ultra-violent. They had that same in camo. energy. Yep. Yeah. That, that kind of thing that's but they're also kind of funny yeah but they're funny in a like like this guy's insane funny you know yeah yeah <laughs> um and 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 watching those watching those promos they had such distinct well-rounded well you know characters <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking back you know, to I mean, the, like the little chunky. things that they did of like yeah over a decade We're, of like the thing of like yeah. a running gimmick of Mark always eating something or yeah. playing with something in a promo. Which what, what you were saying just then reminded me of the Campbell's Chunky promo again, where they're holding up the can, talking about we eating Campbell's yeah. Chunky. And in the background, right. you hear chicken go, getting healthy. That's right. <laughs> getting that healthy. Crack me up to the day I die. One of my, one of my favorites, and some, I can't remember who pointed it out, but I thought it was so well said. I think it was Jordan Petu on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Was There was a promo where they were doing a promo on uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards. Okay. They were talking about them being jujitsu guys. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, MMA, sweeping the country. MMA is the hottest thing. MMA is the toughest guy. This is pro wrestling. We yeah. don't wear mouth guards. And Mark just goes, Terry Funk, don't wear no mouth guard. 
and Jay said, that's right. Terry Funk don't wear him on no mouth guard. You get your MMA, you can kick your bags, you know, punch your things. You can be all focused and sit there and train and, you know, do all this stuff. We out here killing chickens and, you know, <laughs> digging ditches. Like you think, right. you think that's going to fly, you know, and he pointed out in the world of MMA, they made, they were so good that they made the MMA guys seem like the, the weaklings against yeah. a pro wrestler. Have you seen the, um, and you probably have, I'm not, I don't remember if I sent it to you or not. Have you seen the promo that Jay did? Um, when he was in a feud with Matt Hardy, with the uh, um, the landscaping, the, yeah, the weed eater, yeah, and the the trim. Yeah. Oh my god! So Matt Hardy was doing some terrible weed eating in this mm-hmm. promo. He was cutting on Jay, and then they cut to yeah. Jay, and Jay. I don't. I don't even remember if he said anything. He did not say he a just, word. He did not. He say just a word. like started his his hedger. Or whatever that is, yep. like, yep. and like an artist, like a like someone yes, who carves, who carves like a Da Vinci statue out of ice. He doesn't even look right. down; he just perfectly <laughs> no. does this edging, then spits to yep. the side, and then it just cuts to to a big black screen that says "fuck Matt Hardy," <laughs> and that was it. And and That's Matt it. talks about how Jeff, who's really into landscaping, to this. Like still mm-hmm. cracks up to this day talking about that promo, and yeah. the the promo with not a single word in it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we previously talked about doing some Patreon specials, going back mm-hmm. and watching um, COVID era AEW. Yeah, I well that'll be very difficult. We got to get the shows. We got to both get a hold of them. All that, right. I say we start doing Jay Br- some some Briscoes matches. I think we should start doing watch parties, recording them, putting them on, on the Patreon only feed, uh, which you can get for just five dollars a five dollars a month. You get special shows from me and Kevin, like the Hall of Boom. You get special shows from everybody here at Fight Game Media. You get extended versions of shows like Brace for Impact. Um, check it out, patreon.com slash fight game media. And I'm 100% serious. I think we should do, we should watch these Honor Club shows together and uh, and record while we talk about them. Because I think they're, be guys that yeah. they're guys that should have always been in AEW. AEW and ROH yeah. are married now, and they're the greatest tag yeah. team in the history of ROH. And um, And I like that people are now putting them, like audibly putting mm-hmm. them in the category of, greatest tag team of all time they're in the yeah. conversation you know, I, one way or the other yeah one memory i had about them tag team that's kind of related to what you just brought up is uh i've been to two roh shows in my life and i can't remember exactly the years but one was uh 20 i want to say 2016 2017 and i think another one was 2018 maybe 2015 mm-hmm. uh it was in the the first one was they were both really small shows in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, so it was like they're touring in a town that's not, you know, they're not going to get a huge crowd. Yeah. So there's only like three rows deep, three or four rows deep on any side of the ring. And uh, the first one, Jay and Mark were in singles matches. And this oh, wow. Jay Lethal was like the double champ. And so it was right after Jay's big world title run. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend 
who I would bring to wrestling shows who did not like wrestling, but he liked watching wrestling with me. So right. I would like buy his ticket. And he, he liked watching you watch wrestling. He liked watching me watch wrestling, and he always liked to yell at um, Todd Sinclair, the referee. He'd always <laughs> just yell, Come on, Todd! Come on, Todd! <laughs> at the, he for some reason he liked yelling at Todd. But anyway, so every time he would just come in cold, and the the acts that got him that first time were um, Dalton Castle, who was just prime Dalton Castle at that point, and mm. then the Briscoes separately. Yeah, and he was like, I just remember him going, "These guys are for real." When they would come out, it just felt different when they mm-hmm. were out, and it was like you'd watch the old tapes of Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen and stuff like that when, when the Japanese fans would be scurrying all over the place, you know, like when they came out, and and the same thing happened. Well, three RH shows. The second one I went to. The Young Bucks, this is when during the Young Bucks and Cody era, and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. had a tag match. Right. Completely different experience. It choreographed flippy stuff. It was people were laughing. It was still a great time. It's like I but talked about was... at um at Double or Nothing. For some reason, the Young Bucks Live felt yeah. like a high school or co- it felt like a yes. college a college theater department show. It felt like a show. The... Right. Yeah. And it was entertaining. But yes. like you were paying more attention to the things they were saying and, you know, things and, and like the funny jokes they would pull with their physicality and things like that. Yeah. But when the Briscoes came out, it was for real. And the same thing happened. Uh, one of my, you know, I'm really, really glad I went to that ROH show in December to see mm-hmm. that last match. And that's, yeah, I'll, I'll no, never forget sitting, you know, we were off to the side kind of by the stage and mm-hmm. the last the match before it ended and all the security gathered around this empty spot uh right by the aisle right by us and mm-hmm. i remember a friend going oh something's about to happen and the security guard just looked around at us and smiled and just gave it this like uh-huh. <laughs> and then and we could tell they were they knew what the spot was going to be so then the music hits they come out and it's like the whole place just went electric when they came out. And then FTR comes out and they brawl and they immediately come brawling up to us. And it was like, I, you know, we both were at Anarchy in the arena. Mm-hmm. This was like, it was that same feeling, but it was like condensed, you know, down to like a small yeah. room. It was like all of Anarchy yeah. Arena in just one guy. Yeah. Basically. You know, yeah. um, that authenticity is one of the reasons I compare them sometimes in part to the road warriors because they were the guys that it felt real. And if I was 12 years old, I'd be terrified of them. And that's how I felt about the road warriors. They felt their aggression felt real. And, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes down to tag team history, I can't think of anybody that felt more real than the Briscoes. I'm not saying they were the the greatest ever at that, but I don't mm-hmm. think anybody you can put ahead of them in that category. And, you know, Mark's a good worker, but Jay is, I honestly feel Jay. Jay's complete is, package. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. He's got everything. 
And if you need him to do a five-star match, he can go out and do it. And he's done it many, many times. And he's held the title. Uh, he held the ROH title a couple times. And I think he's just as good as your, and I'm sure I'll get some shit on this. I don't care. I think he's just as good as your Kenny Omegas. I really do. I'm not saying he's better, any of that. He can hang with your Kennys, your Ospreys. He might not be as technical, but he can have just as good a match as those guys. Um, Yeah. So my question is this, moving forward. Jay made those tweets that's kept them out of AEW. Jay made the tweets that kept them out of WWE. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see if Tony Khan... attempts to bring Mark Briscoe into AEW for a, 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 a good run um, after this. Mm-hmm. And if there would be any pushback just because he was mm-hmm. in the tag team with the guy that made the tweets. And I don't think Mark's yeah. going to really want to come back anytime super soon, but somebody's yeah. he's got to make money. Yeah. And I would love it if he got yeah. a big AEW contract, at least for a little while. Um. Yeah. Also, I really hate to bring this up, but you have been, you were there for Sting's return to wrestling, correct? At Winter is Coming. No. Were you at that first one? No. No, that was in Orlando. I mean, uh, Jacksonville. So I I think you were there for the last Briscoe's match. I was there for the last major one. They did one match after that on an end. They did one more? Smaller show, but I don't think it was, I don't. Think it was broadcast or anything? Like that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. But yeah, um, last great Briscoe's match for sure. Yeah. By the way, um, oh, um, shopaw dot com and honor. I think it's mm-hmm. Honor Shop. Um, I have it right now on my Instagram stories. Let me pull this up. They they're selling a brand new Jay Briscoe shirt, mm-hmm. and all all of the uh, all of the money from it. Yeah, shophonor.com. It's a Jay Briscoe Reach for the Sky shirt with the the dates of his birth and death and all um proceeds are going uh going to his family. So if you got twenty dollars, thirty dollars laying around, get your shirt, get the five dollar a month um Patreon so you can listen to to me and Kevin talk about Briscoe matches <laughs> for the next couple months. At least that's what yeah, I yeah they're uh, yeah they're fundraising. It's a good looking shirt. It's a good looking shirt. And I'm also going to get uh, I'm also going to get the uh, the dim boys hat, which I've had my eye on for so long, for so long. You know the the thing that has moved me uh, this week is um, seeing the response to their fundraiser. They had a goal of raising $200,000 and right now it's at $293,000. Oh, that's great. The last I'd seen was 238. Yeah. And, um, uh, so that's been really cool. And I saw, um, it sounds like at least in terms of anything that's like could be possibly expected medically, both daughters are doing about as well as could. uh, The last I saw, last I saw was three days ago. The daughter with the back injury, um, mm-hmm. who could not feel her legs at all, could now yeah. feel as far down as her knees, her thighs, basically. Yeah. And there was mm-hmm. some tingling below that, mm-hmm. making me think, because mm-hmm. I've, I've had a lot of back injuries myself, sign. nothing like that, clearly. That's a really good sign. Yeah. Really good yeah. sign. That, that one's going to take a, a lot of time. I'm not going to. 
if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to put it because it's it it yeah it as the father of two girls it it uh it wrecked me, but yeah his uh wife posted a photo of uh her name is Ashley I believe Ashley Pugh uh-huh uh posted a photo of the girls holding hands in the hospital room with the uh, hashtag down girls stop that was, uh, that was a lot stop you'll have yeah. to text me that one you'll have to text me that one All right jesus yeah. um i guess i could actually pull it up there's no name yeah just send it to me okay yeah i don't i don't want to do that to you on the air no I'll send it to you it's, i don't think it's i lot. can handle it it's a lot um in in positive news um kind of to transition slowly into aew but this is still indie wrestling we're talking about um my network of which i'm social media director we announced uh friday morning at 4 30 in the morning mountain time that we we're now the official home of major league wrestling and so i will be live tweeting that um, under the Reels banner, under the Reels channel, Twitter, um, February the 7th, 10 p.m. Eastern, I guess, 7 Pacific. Um, and I hope everybody listening will, will join t- Tuesday, February the 7th. It will be the okay. first the first show uh, on Reels. Uh, it's MLW Underground. And um, they've got a pretty good roster right now, I have to say. Um and uh, they've kind of, uh, I mean, I'm just really, I'm really excited. Um, as many of you know, we're very handcuffed on reels and what we can talk about during the shows with On Patrol Live because it's a sensitive thing. It's dealing with mm-hmm. real life police matters, real right. life very... and death stuff. Yeah, we're very limited yeah. in what we can talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But with MLW, I can have a lot of fun and I'd really love for the Fight Game Media people to be there with me on Twitter that night having fun talking wrestling um you know so february 7th 10 p.m eastern hope you guys will join me they've got a lot of really good talent right now with you know john morrison and alex hammerstone jacob fatu they also have enzo under the name of the real one um or real just real one either way a lot of good talent i'm looking forward to it also it's going to be that that night will be the tv debut the national, I think the first time they've ever been on TV of the new British Bulldogs tag team, the Billingtons, oh, who are, um, yeah. I believe, the nephews of the Dynamite Kid. And at least one of mm-hmm. them is a kind of a dead ringer for Dynamite Kid. Yeah. It's so, a um, scary dead ringer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So, I mean, yeah. Hope you'll join you. Know, I'm getting reels on YouTube. You need to get reels on YouTube TV for me. Man, I get that every day. I believe. I believe that possibly by that date, Reels will be on a new outlet that is fairly mm-hmm. inexpensive that you currently own, most likely. Okay. Um, and I think most everybody in Fight Game Media owns. I'm hoping okay. it'll be by that premiere date. We'll talk about that off the air. I can't say anything Great. about it. We're gonna that's add, something that's going on this week, though, at Reels. We're going to add a little uh, MLW uh, corner to uh, the Weekly Boom. Uh, might be a little bit might be a little bit not it's not going to be overwhelming maybe a little segment yeah there you go just like the best like the highlight each the one the 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 you know what the one thing it'll be out each week it'll be the boom underground that'll be the segment all right so that'll work i love it so 
Good. It turns Congratulations out. Congratulations to everybody involved. <laughs> it's a, by the way, I um I had a couple calls with the the I don't think they'd mind me saying this. Uh, of course, because it all got announced this week, I've been on the phone a lot with people at MLW this week, and most of them have worked with Jay Briscoe. And I had calls with him on on Wednesday when the news broke. Oh wow! Or maybe wow. maybe the next day, and that was really hard. Everybody there, you know, they're they're getting hyped up for for you know they're now on a top twenty TV network. They're very excited mm-hmm. about that, but it made me realize like everybody in wrestling is somehow connected to Jay Briscoe, and um, yeah. they just talked about memories and just what a great guy he was as well. But yeah, it did. turns out. The... Oh, go oh, ahead. Please. Go ahead. Sorry. Like no. Oh I no, I was about to. I was about to ch- change directions. Uh, one last thing about the uh, the because you brought it up about the connections to it was I don't know if you yeah. saw the tribute they did at um, the New Japan Noah show. Uh, I did. For him, they did a they did a ten bell salute and they had. Um, I think it was Timbell Salute, and they did uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Marafuji from Noah, the top two, you know, the legends yeah. of each promotion, uh, standing in the ring holding photos of Jay while they played uh, the Reach for the Sky song for the entire length of the song. Uh, that's awesome. They, yeah, they also, did more than AEW, not, and we know that that's not AEW's fault. But uh, Yeah, we know Tony they, tried. They, he He tried. And I I liked knowing now that he actively tried to get them in AEW. He actively tried to get them on AEW television, and he 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 got turned down a lot. Um, yeah. What was Shame. the last thing? There was one more thing I was going to say there. You know, for a long time I thought if they can't get on WWE, and before AEW came into existence, I thought, why don't they do more in New Japan? And kind of mm-hmm. all this has taught me it's because. It's because of their families. They don't want to leave their families behind for months at a time, and that's clearly why. Because I think mm-hmm. if they would have gone full New Japan for years, mm-hmm. they would have owned New Japan. Oh, yeah. New they Japan would have loved them. They would have been the new Williams and Gordy to some extent. And probably yeah. Jay would have mm-hmm. gotten a title run or so, or at least a shot, Oh yeah, multiple Never shots at the or something. Title. Yeah, probably would have had some yeah. events. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But they and, always took oh their flight home. Exactly. To get back to their family, which is understandable. But something yeah. else that's understandable, despite all this, AEW had shows this week, and we're going to talk they about did. them. I think I watched them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one. I think I watched them. We were, we were, we were talking before uh, the show, and I basically was like, I don't have a lot of notes. I don't have a lot of notes. Yeah. The show just kind well, of washed over me this week, and uh, but but there there was still some good stuff. Luckily, we got we got thirty five minutes talking about Jay, and I really thought it would be more. Um, and I've got a heat index this week to go along with yours. We'll do yours first, then we'll do mine because mine's always going to be a little more ridiculous than yours. Um, good. So, speaking of which, let's hop okay. into the heat index. All right, let's see where to start. Number five, I have um, Jungle Hook. One night only. Is a hit. Yet One again. Night only. Again. Part two. Going to be. Again, <laughs> I think even, two. Uh, 
I think even uh, Jungleman Jack Perry even tweeted tweeted something kind of joke about that. It's like, oh, sure, I guess it's one night only again or something like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope this keeps happening until finally they realize they should be a tag team for a little while. I'd enjoy yeah. that, even though I, I do like them both in singles. Um, that would be I'd, I'd be really entertained by that. Um so they're going to be taking on Ethan Page and um and who? I can't remember offhand. Uh, Ethan Page and uh, got it written down here. Sorry, I got it. Uh, Matt I, Hardy. That's right. Who are some right. friends? I hadn't been paying enough attention, but I guess yeah. Ethan this, Page this is match on Matt Hardy right now. Oh my god! And of course, in their in in the big match, um, in which Matt Hardy was on the outside, it was Ethan Page versus um versus Jungleman this week. And mm-hmm. at one point, Matt Hardy's on the outside. Ethan Page grabs his hair, grabs his ponytail, mm-hmm. and Matt like knocks his hand away as Jungleman rolls him up for the pin. And of course Matt mm-hmm. Hardy's like, Oh, I'm on your side, man. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was Jungleman. I thought Jungleman was grabbing yeah. my hair. And um <laughs> I'm 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 I am plenty entertained by this. I'm looking forward to the match yeah. coming up this this week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Basically, when you hear this, nope. that match will be coming up tomorrow. Yep. Everyone, uh, please protect no. your ears. Had to pop a diet coke. There we go. Oh, okay. Okay, number four. Uh, number four, I have Willow Nightingale. She felt like she a was. top guy, didn't she? She felt she like a felt, top guy, and I loved it. Felt like a top guy. Yeah. Lost to Tony. uh, Yeah. Sounds like that uh, Street Fight did her some good. I think it did. Um, I like that they're finally acknowledging on air this is AEW Originals versus XWWE people, which is kind of getting Lashida left in the the middle of in between the two. (laughs) Sheeta with top top rate acting, top rate acting uh, on this episode. Just I love, I love her face, just her like <laughs> exasperated, oh, just flailing her arms around very, in disbelief. You know, I've got a friend named uh, named Cami Pomeranian. That's Cami with a K. Check her out on that Instagram. An amazing name. She has around a hundred thousand followers, and her, uh-huh. as far as I can tell, her full time job is basically um, Japanese schoolgirl aesthetic. She has a shop. She sells all that stuff. Like, I think it's called Lolita Mm -hmm. wear all the bags and everything. And the greatest Mm -hmm. party I was ever invited to in my life, Kevin was Cami Pomeranian's birthday party in which I was maybe the only, I was the only, like one of the only males there. Everyone else, but me were dressed in like Japanese schoolgirl attire and screamed at everything, (laughs) screamed at everything. Then the party yeah. was invaded by a giant Shrek. Um, wow. And then that giant Shrek had babies right in front of my eyes. What? And then started eating the babies. It was wild, Kevin. Are you sure this wasn't like a fever dream you had? That's what it seems like, but it was real. I have photos uh, from wow. this party, many photos. And um, basically the acting that I experienced at that party was the acting mm-hmm. that she had provided on AEW Dynamite? <laughs> it was yeah. 
it was done for the people in the back row in the nosebleeds and i loved every second of it yeah it was was for the people in the back row even though the camera was about three feet away yes yes exactly also a little bit of a charlie a sad charlie brown uh vibe to it a little bit yeah yeah right yeah she was kind of pulling a little julia hart there sitting in the corner while when she came out during the match yeah Uh, by the way kind of sitting there sulking yeah Something you've got in the notes here. You wrote, poor Tony, natural baby face that keeps getting turned heel. The thing yeah. is, you say natural baby face, but I would like to posit the theory that mm. she is, is it what, is William Zabka the blonde guy from Cobra Kai? Or is he the older I don't guy? Know. I'm not good The blonde that. guy from Cobra Kai, the blonde guy from the Karate right. Kid, I think she's yeah. the female version of that. And that she's blonde, she's traditionally attractive, and that makes Mm -hmm. her the heel because she's like Mm. too pretty. And, you know, and everybody thinks, oh, she's probably a little full of herself being the the blonde haired, blue, blonde haired, blue eyed, blonde. Yeah. I think she's, she's the bad guy in Cobra Kai, but the female version. I, I hope that if, if this is a for real turn and it seems like it is that she really embraces it because I hope so. You know, the thing the thing about her was like she was just so popular and she had such an appeal um to young men, frankly, of like <laughs> she was just like this yeah. cool well, she wasn't just like, you know, oh this this is the hot star, but she was like no. she was like cool. She had a you know yeah. she has this cool vibe that um that and she was really good. Yeah. And or is really good. And and that natural like WWE Aussie, turned her heel, New Zealand. but it's like Right, right, exactly. And uh, then WWE turned her heel, but they didn't really do it. You know, they didn't really think about, okay, what about her personality can yeah. be turned into a heelish personality? And also, I think she didn't want to do it. So, it, you know, she didn't seem excited about it. And there are probably a lot of reasons for that. So I hope if this is happening that she really gets to embrace it and discovers, you know, what Britt Baker discovered. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And then how to and how to play that character because I th- I think you're right. There's a little bit of snootiness uh, in her persona that I think mm-hmm. wouldn't be that hard to be like I'm looking down on all of you because I'm, you know, yeah, I'm prettier and more talented. I'm, you know, that that I think I think really she good. should. She should embrace her inner Hollywood Hogan here. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So just charge people like you have to join my OnlyFans to hear me do an interview or something. I don't know. Like my my favorite part of this, my favorite part of this is we've been talking about this one for like eight minutes. And it's Willow yeah. Nightingale, and we've talked about right. everybody else involved. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm excited that well, they're doing almost, the AEW yeah. originals versus the former WWE yeah. people, and I'm kind of yeah. I'm into it. I'm kind of into it too. I kind of like it as a three way feud, and that that's what maybe make it Willow Nightingale was. You've got Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, the champion, Soraya, the biggest signing they've had in a long time, uh-huh. Tony, probably the second biggest signing they've had in a long time. Um, and then Ruby and Willow's right there with him. And now yeah. she's probably going to be the one who takes the loss a lot. Yeah. But I think the people are really, it, really going to get into her in this feud. And I, I think it she feels is, natural she's that right she's now. there. 
Yeah, like I don't feel yeah, like that she's does. been forced in or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had something else to say about this. I can, I completely lost it, so yeah. happy for Willow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't have to bleed anytime soon. <laughs> but she can if she wants to. If she wants to, we, I would love to see it happen. Yeah. On Rampage <laughs> after dark. Over. Yeah, on Rampage, yes, please. All right, All number right. three. Uh, top Flight, getting the big this win. Was, I'll go ahead and reveal this was my number two. They, and the second okay. big win in a row. They had a big win on Elevation last week um, mm-hmm. against Claudio and Yuta. And I, was it a three tag team? I can't remember the like other a tag team. Triple threat tag team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, they beat they bleed yeah. Claudio and Yuta though. That's what matters. Oh, Blue yeah. Butcher and the Blade was the third tag team. That's right. So that's two really big wins in a row. But of course, I, I heard I got spoiled that Top Flight won. So going in knowing that, I was picking up really quickly how if I was watching live, I should have realized they were going to win uh, because mm-hmm. Taz kept talking about how they've never beaten the Young Bucks and mm-hmm. and all these things like that, and it's a great learning experience for them. Like, I should have known. I wouldn't have known. I absolutely wouldn't have known because yeah. when I sit down and watch wrestling, I veg out and just enjoy what's presented yeah. to me without doing mm-hmm. that much thinking. Many would argue mm-hmm. that's how I live my life, but I'm just saying in the, in watching <laughs> wrestling at the moment. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I, I liked that the match was, um, it wasn't just let's go at it a hundred, you know, 150 miles an hour and then whoever wins yeah. wins, but there was a little bit of a story there in, um, the young bucks being the veterans who may not be as fast as they used to be, you know, like they would do these spots where, you know, there was a great spot that I think caught Dick Jackson off guard in a great way mm-hmm. where, um, you know, they did like their little, I don't know what you call it, but like, a like their, um, stalemate spots, you know, where they, no one yeah. can land a hit on each other, you know, where they do a bunch right. of moves. And I know there's a word for that. I can't remember right now. And, um, and they both land on their backs and they do the kip ups. Right. And it's usually like they both kip up at the same time and stare and everyone gets up and claps. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Dante Martin hits his, hits his kip up before Nick. And so Nick hits it after Dante's already standing. Right. And Dante just like taps his wrist and looks at him. Is like I'm sitting here waiting. That's for good. You. And what it was the... such a nice spot. And if it was planned, it was really, really smart. Uh, but if yeah. it wasn't, it was really fun how Nick played it off, and then Matt like was really pissed off about it, and you know took it out on him. Again, I, I went. I walked into this match knowing who was going to win, and the mm-hmm. one thing I kept thinking the commentator should say the whole match that they didn't until the win was. You have to wonder how much the 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 best of seven series played yeah. into to the Young Bucks losing yeah, this match. Really all and that. how they didn't really no, they play just said much, it was, they? they just did one sentence, and I liked it mm-hmm. because the, that one sentence gets you a rematch, as in the yeah. Young Bucks can play that up. Like we just came out of a right. the 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 uh, we just came out of a seven match series where the three matches we lost we were assaulted with hammers. 
about our right. persons. And so <laughs> I think that could lead to yeah. a really good six man. Yeah. You on your best day beat us on one of our worst. Yeah, exactly. Kind of and yeah. you've gotten the notes. Yeah. Like if that happens, I, I think it would be AR Fox because they've already had some trios matches with AR Fox and, mm-hmm. and they really, they meshed really, really well. It's interesting. Yeah. They, they'd be a great, um, that'd be a great match. I think it would be, you know, they'd have to figure out a way to make it surprising because I think a lot of yeah. people would say, oh, great, then AR Fox can go in, AR Fox can yeah. take the loss. Great match, but, you know, everyone's protected. I would love to see them pull a curveball and, like, bring in, like, a Takeshita or... That would be uh, great. Someone who's you know who would really be a... on the upswing. Would, what if it was somebody who hadn't been in AEW yet but was on a big upswing? Like I'm a, thinking like uh, like a speedball Mike Bailey. Oh wow. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That just popped into my head. Um, but a Takeshita would be great. That would be so good. Mm-hmm. Especially you would get a lot of Takeshita facing off against Kenny Omega, which I personally would would love. Right. And you've got the you've got the thing with Don Callis kind of scouting and kind of sort of low key mentoring Takeshita. So it'd be a really interesting thing to see if they go there with that. But uh, it's that, almost like that, you put the thought only, the only downside of that is the only the only downside is Takeshita at that point where he flight. doesn't he and and he doesn't need to be he doesn't need another one of those really great matches that he loses right now yeah yeah he, right now he's ready he's ready where he's got to have a big win so and it's way too early you know for, who knows maybe yeah. you top flight and top flight and Takeshita win this trio's titles I was gonna say game. like. That wouldn't surprise me, but I, I hope they keep the titles on them for more than a week this time. Um, yeah. Or yeah. more than a day this time. I think sure. it was hours. I don't think it was a full 24 hours. At least have one defense. Let's yeah, exactly. Defense. Um, no, they had a really good week. I'm excited to see where they're going with them. And I'm also really, really happy for Darius Martin, who is yes. getting some time to shine before his next scheduled injury. <laughs> We should be in the next by March, definitely by March. Um, okay, oh, that's cool. Number two. All right, I have Brian Danielson at number two. I he had a really good he, match. He did have a really good match. I I kind of put Bandito in there too, but but Bandito, it's like, well, we'll see you again in three months or something. Yeah, but the thing is, Brian Danielson, it was more than just Bandito. We had MJF with a pretty good segment. Um, talking Brian Cage into breaking his, uh, Brian Danielson's arm next week. So there was a lot of things revolving around Brian Danielson this week, more than just yeah. his excellent, excellent match. Um, it's funny how the it's funny how everyone, including MJF, is sort of treating the uh, Iron Man match as an inevitability at this point. Like yeah. even MJF's promo yeah. was like not treating it as if oh well you're going to lose. So that way you won't get the match. It was, uh, you know, when you get the match, you're going to be hurt because I'm just going to pay guys to hurt you. So what if? like, no, yeah, there was never anyone saying Brian Cage is going to beat you. <laughs> no, that would, that never even came into the equation. Also, yeah. I, something else that just popped out of my ass was, I was just thinking how great it would be <laughs> if Brian Danielson loses in his fifth match and falls off the wagon and starts eating meat. It starts getting a little bit of a belly, and that was the that's the big storyline. We just do Fat Thor, Brian Danielson. 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, his mentor is going back know, to WWE he, and owned by Saudi right. Arabia. He's just losing to he nobody's left and right. Away. Yeah. He just starts eating ribs and playing the new AEW Fight Forever game. You you see him. <laughs> he just does nothing go. but have like five star, <laughs> five star, five star bangers in the online play on the Fight Forever you, game. <laughs> you see him then, uh, like the next episode, he goes and you see him in in catering, and he goes to sit down next to Eddie Kingston, and Eddie kind yeah, of pulls his cake. cake away, and then Brian just pulls <laughs> pulls on the screen a giant rack of ribs and just starts going to town, and Eddie's eyes are kind of like huge and concerned, but then Eddie just starts eating his cake, and Brian just starts dipping his ribs in barbecue sauce. Yeah. We see it. the beginning of the end. So, uh, all right, number one. Cool. Yeah. Darby. Darby Man, Allen. Darby. He's, he feels that like the biggest so star good. in the company right now. Yeah. They've really saved the TN, the T, TNT title with yeah. uh, with with Darby here. Uh, it was not going well for a long time in what was a really strong title for a long time. Putting it back on Darby was the right way to add weight once again to this title. And Kushida is awesome. He was doing yes. – I haven't seen Kushida wrestle in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been in WWE for a while in NXT, and um, I believe. And my God, was he good. Like, the moves he was doing, I haven't seen in a long time. I was just so, so happy. And now Darby's taking yeah, on that... Buddy Matthews next week. Yeah, that'll be really good. It'll be nice to see Buddy Matthews actually, like, the... wrestle. I don't know if he has yeah. had a single match. I mean, he's been working on those pythons. He's been working. On, he's been working on those ninety-inch pythons, my friend. <laughs> he's just gonna put them in a rear chin lock and yeah, pop he's his been skull off. Yeah, he's been, been saying prayers and taking vitamins. Yeah, no, that'll be good. I don't know how he. I you know, I have mixed feelings about him starting to feud with the House of Black again, just because they did so much of it last year. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, and one and done. I want, and I want Darby, and I want Darby to keep winning. But he's literally said, "I, I want to take on all three of them one by one." And I don't really want the House of Black to be jobbed out right now. But no, you know, I wouldn't be. Well, I wouldn't be Malachi Black Malachi winning that title, TNT champ. Yeah, that would be yeah. pretty great, actually. So if and that especially happens, him, and Darby just has a super short, intense run because he's already had. Let's see, one, two, losing three, that title four, won't hurt Darby. Five. Yeah. He's de- he's it's not even the end of January. He's defended Wait. that title four times. Jeez. That's impressive. No, I love sorry. that. He he won it once, he's defended it three times, and then he had the match okay. with Sting and Muda in Japan uh for Muda's retirement match, which also of I haven't seen the whole thing. But that was I... another like superstar, you're the you're the star of the future performance. Although I was Muda looking was for uh, some... backstage telling him you're still a young boy. <laughs> I was looking for some inexpensive ways to watch that. Um, I get paid on Wednesday. I'm just gonna pay the twenty bucks like to bucks. fight TV. What's that? Well, you can you can go to Russell Universe. Oh, uh, and I think it's there for the regular price. Oh, I can get that and tomorrow then, even tonight. If it's seven bucks, I was and just looking at fight TV. Hmm. Well, I doubt I can watch it live now, but um, 
some approximation <laughs> <No>. of such. <laughs> I just uh, you know uh, while you're look, while you're pull pulling that pull up. up. Oh, there it is. Yep, you can watch it. Yep. What's the price? Wrestle-Universe.com. It's seven. It's like so. Oh if my New God. Japan is nine hundred ninety-nine yen. It's nine hundred yeah. yen. So it's like seven dollars. Oh, that's great. I'm and all in also, on that. And you also get access to uh, all of Noah, all of DDT, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Oh, uh, I remember and, Wrestle Universe now. I'd signed up for yeah. that uh, when it was free at the very beginning or like a couple right. bucks. And then I ended up paying okay. for it for a year because I just didn't notice the PayPal charge coming through every month. I once got yeah. So back in the day, Kevin, I know you'll remember this. Mm-hmm. Some of you youths out there won't. Back in the day when there was an AOL startup disc at every Walmart yes. checkout in America, oh, yeah. um, I got a new computer and I needed to get online. I, ha- I I realized I couldn't get like internet service without getting online. So I got a Juno disc from Walmart with like uh-huh. eight free hours. So I used yeah. the Juno disc to sign up for Juno so that I could get online and sign up for real internet. And then I canceled Juno. And I realized five years later, Juno had been charging me every month. If that tells you how closely oh I watched my bank right. account in my youth. Um, wow. It's traumatic experience. You'd be like a uh, traumatic experience. I wonder if, I wonder if Dave Meltzer is still paying for uh, Juno every month. Cause his, I think his email address I, is still a Juno.com. Dave Meltzer and my brother. I'm surprised Dave doesn't have a CompuServe address. If you remember CompuServe, <laughs> you didn't get I to do. pick your name. Yeah. You had 18 numbers right. at, yeah. at yeah. CompuServe.net. Yeah. Oh, I had my a God. Prodigy. Oh, did you? Or my, da- or, or my dad had Prodigy, and I logged okay. him. Okay. Yeah. That's By the I way, the, I've probably told this story before, groups. but my brother's mom... Um, was a, a math professor at a local university. So she, when I was a senior in high school, she got like a, a kick-ass new computer. And I'm like, what kind of computer? And he's like, have you seen those Intel Inside commercials? And I'm like, yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, one of those. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. So I immediately get in the car and go over to his house. <laughs> and you know what we did the fir- our first time mm-hmm. on the internet, Kevin? We looked up a list of pro wrestlers' real names, and that's what oh, I yeah. learned. I knew Sting was Steve Borden, but that's when I realized that Lex yeah. Luger was Larry Fall. And uh, Larry Fall, yeah. First access to the internet. Looked up pro wrestlers' real names. <laughs> um, okay, which is always a letdown. The always only, the only uh, pro wrestler real name that's not a letdown was Ricky Steamboat. Absolutely, his, oh. his real name is Richard Blood. I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. I thought, I'm not going to tell you what I thought. I thought his name was actually Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> but I, I knew better. Um, okay. So I've got my heat index lined up. It'll be very right. short. Um, of course, okay. let us know at Peppermint Fatty, at Kevin Ely, on, faith, on Twitter, wherever. Let us know who had the better heat index this week. Um, spoiler, it was Kevin. All right. Number five. <laughs> Willie Mack making his AEW debut with oh, a legendary cool. kip up. A legendary kip up that I didn't know was in yeah. his repertoire. Repertoire. 
By the way, he is also on MLW right now. Uh, he is on the MLW roster. Um, and I was really excited to see him get a lot of offense against Brian Cage. Um, number four, Willow Nightingale, for all the reasons we mm-hmm. talked about before. Number three, not Brian Danielson. Well, not not Darby Allen, but Kushida. I absolutely loved seeing a, yeah, a time good. splitter in AEW this week. Number great. two, top flight. They were great. They had a great match. And then number one, this was the person who delivered the greatest performance on AEW programming this week. (laughs) That is Renee Paquette. As Renee Paquette. Number one, she had a really, really good emotional interview with Adam Page. Mm -hmm. Number two. She had maybe the greatest mad dash I've ever seen. The second MJF slapped Brian Cage in the face, she exited stage right with the quickness, yeah. cracked up. I almost fell off the couch laughing. I rewound it yeah. like eight times. And then she also, I believe, had the interview with um, Takeshita in which he delivered yeah. a long, like, it felt like 40 yes. words in Japanese. Then she asked yes. what that meant. And what did he say, Kevin? What did that mean? I MJF believe it was that MJF is an asshole. So, yes. Which he said Renee, with perfect delivery. Perfect. Renee is, is genuinely adding a lot to these broadcasts. And I and saw it more this does, week than yeah. I had before. Yes. And that does not even include her... Uh, interview with Hangman Page advancing the storyline of the rivalry, uh, how she played that. I didn't love the interview itself because they're just sort of standing in the back as opposed to having, like, let's have an interview. I liked Uh, that it felt I like they tried to make it feel real. Yeah. Yes. she. The way she played it, it's the kind of stuff the Young Bucks try to do and don't do very well, which is yes. let's, let's play this how real people would play it. Yeah, <laughs> um, where she's like, where she's like, this is really uncomfortable. You knocked my husband out. Yeah, uh, but I'm a professional, and yeah. also I don't dislike you as a person. Right. Uh, and I think he played it well too. I think they, I think what I would have loved to have seen is a little more production. I think they did great. I think the production could have served them better by having them sit down and do like a formal interview, and then maybe like here's the interview, but then have it be like, okay, we we've broken. And as opposed to it feeling live, like have it be like one of those things, like a kind of the opposite of the John Jones Cormier stuff where it's like the stuff they're saying to each other when they're not doing the interview would have been the stuff that I think would have been the most interesting. I think they both could have played it really well. I'm I'm picturing the time that, that Jones and Cormier went after each other. There was a thrown shoe, which I believe hit John, not John Anik. It was, um, I can't even remember now. He went on to be I don't uh, remember either. an executive with the Philadelphia Phillies. I can't remember his name offhand. But I, I kind of wonder if they didn't produce this to seem awkward, to seem a little more yeah. real with the camera hanging Maybe. around. They're having this personal conversation. Yeah. But I just... I really liked Renee this week. She makes everything feel bigger and more important mm-hmm. because she comes across as such a professional. Yes. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Good. And that Good. is and my is much better than mine. That is my heat index. I think I think the perfect is a, the perfect index is a mix of the two. 
I don't know. I've got no complaints. All right. Let's see. We are, man, we're running so early this time. Uh, what did, what did you think <laughs> of the Orange Cassidy Jay Lethal match? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, it was, yeah, I, I was in such a weird state. Yeah. Because it was the first match of the show and you didn't know what they were going to do. And, um, I, I talked about this, I think in the Facebook group, uh, the Funky Media Facebook group, but that I, I just was not in the mood for it. And yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like, I, it was the, it was comedy relief partially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was perfect for me watching it days later. But at that yeah, moment. I watched it that night. Yeah. At that moment. And also Jay Lethal wearing a, a Jay Briscoe armband, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, although it would have been good to have one on Orange, too, since he's the face. Um, days later, it was a lot of fun. Live, I probably couldn't have handled that's it. That's a really good point. Handled it. That's a really good that's point. One that's of, exactly what it was. And that's one of the reasons I didn't watch the show live. Also, I, yeah, I completely, I, I completely forgot it was on for the first hour. That that is, <laughs> that may have I, uh, played some. I tuned part. in live. I tuned in live a lot because I wanted to see what they would do, because yeah. there had been nothing announcements or anything, you know, and you know they had the graphic at the beginning and then they just went right into the show, and I think I I think I watched that match, and I think I think that's it. I think I, and I just turned it off. You know, the discussion, like, period, I can't. So like I'm in a lot yeah. and stuff. And I was like, guys, I can't. And, and a lot of it was my daughter yeah. came in and was like, Hey, can you help me with my homework? And I was like, yes, I'm going to, you know, turn this off. And, and I didn't come back to it until Friday or Saturday. I think if I, I think like you, if I had waited, I think it would have been a lot better. I would yeah. have appreciated more because the hijinks that they were doing outside the ring was pretty fun. Yeah. Because the deal was, the deal was that Tony Khan had said, if anyone interferes physically with this match, um, right, Sanjay Dutt's fired, and so you kept getting, yeah. you kept they having. They couldn't even come to ringside. Yeah, right. So, so they the ended only up Dan having. Housen was allowed to be at ringside. Well, what happened is they were, um, of course, banned. So they, I guess, acquired tickets. They kicked some, yeah. quote unquote. They kicked some fans slash indie workers out of their seats. So yeah. they were front row. <laughs> and then in from fr- then about two minutes later, here comes best friends with, with popcorn and drinks. Yep. And they sat right behind them, right behind yeah. them. And at m- many times like Jay lethal would not Jay lethal. Um, sure. What is the man's name? No, the man, uh, oh, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, oh, yeah. and and the Giant, both uh-huh. were would try and get involved, and Sanjay Dutt would have to like grab them and physically restrain them, yelling, "I'll get fired, I'll get fired," yeah. and then finally, when when Jeff Jarrett later goes over the fence, and Sanjay's yelling, "You're gonna get me fired," even though they'd mm-hmm. been having that discussion the entire match, Jeff Jarrett's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" And I just cracked up. Like, what is? What do you think he's been talking about for twenty minutes? This was not a short I match. Do, yeah, I do and love then, the idea I, that Jeff Jarrett's oh, just walking around ranting and not paying attention to what anyone no. around him is saying. It fits perfectly. And then Danhausen yeah. comes down in like a um, an usher's uniform and is like yeah. checking their tickets Checks before their tickets. they and, get in, and, and they check yeah. out. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. apparently and, they and did. Like, well, these these appear these appear to be valid. <laughs> and then of course he loses the Usher's uniform. He goes over the fence and is allowed to be ringside. And when um Jeff Jarrett tries to sneak his guitar uh to Jay Lethal, Danhausen intercepts yeah. it and both curses Jay Lethal with it yes. while attempting to play some sort of riff, which was some yeah, you know, which some was sort of demonic inter- riff that he must have learned from Jack yeah. Black or something. Yeah. And then after the match is over and Orange Cassidy wins Orange starts attacking Sanjay Dutt with, of course, his mini kicks, which is leading, which, oh my God, which led Sanjay to then try to attack Orange Cassidy. And then everyone else is holding him back. I think Jay Lethal was holding him back. And I like we've established Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are the only two in this, in this, or in this group, which have any critical thinking skills. Yeah. Whatsoever. On either side. The other t- on either yes. side. On either side. Oh man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it's because I watched it literally on Monday yeah. and not last Wednesday. I needed. I needed much a long time. The, it was much better in the retelling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, the guns and the acclaimed so had a little week. bit of an interesting deal this week. Yeah. And that. It's kind of. I wonder if they're going to. Daddy ass basically threw a member of the acclaimed (laughs) and one of his sons off of each other and basically said, I've got two words for you family therapy. And this week, they're going to have a family (laughs) therapy session, which is not just with the guns, it's with both tag teams. With both tag teams, going to try to bring them together. And I can't imagine this not working with with a true. Um, medical mental health professional, which I'm sure they'll be provided with. Yeah, maybe it'll be the guy who helped um, Kane and Daniel Bryan get along. I forgot his name. That's a deep cut right there. I'd totally forgotten about that. Um, let's see. Ricky Starks beat Jake Hager. Fine little scrap. Ricky stole Jake's yeah. hat for a little while. As it turns out, Jake <laughs> likes did. that hat. Um, yeah, apparently, yeah. I've heard that. Let's see. Um, what know, did What thing, did you think? Uh, of, I, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the um, it was a tiny thing in the uh, MJF deal with Brian Cage, where he's painting yeah. him. Was the look on Prince Nana's face when MJF said, "This is more money than either of you have seen in your entire life," and Prince Nana, yeah. whose gimmick is that he is a prince of a country. That can buy and sell <laughs> everybody is you could see him trying to process do I do I no sell this? Like how do I how do I yeah. save face for my character? And then he just decided, well just we'll just go along with it. Whatever. Yeah. And then my theory is that what, it cost him so much money to buy Tele Blanchard Enterprises that he's uh, underwater. He's leveraged. Yeah, he, exactly. He needs to watch his dollars and cents very carefully. So when Brian Cage had MGF by the throat, throttling him like an yes. episode of The Simpsons, yes, um, he, really said, <laughs> he said, take the money. Just the money. take the money. The money. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it showed. Money, li- listen, the way billionaires stay billionaires is by being really, right. really cheap, which I have learned. That's true. Um, with a number of billionaire bosses over the years. Um, that is a, a true statement. 
All right. Anything else here? It's not how much you make. It's how much you save, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. As Brian, uh, Brian Alvarez likes to tell his fans, which is that's right. That's good. Maybe good one advice. of the best lessons ever taught on a pro wrestling podcast. Cause that's legit. <laughs> Probably is. Probably it really is. is. And, and it's, I think it's a crowd that, that needs that advice. Um, yeah. and by saying yeah, that it's a crowd, fine. I'm including, I'm including myself, by the way, my dad was oh, yeah. one of the best guys I've ever seen with money, grew up poor, um, made, made a good deal of money and God knows living with that man. I still didn't learn that lesson. I need to be <laughs> saving a little more and spending a little less. Um, my, yeah, my dad yeah. manages Mary, his money very well so that, um, I didn't have to think about it, which means I don't think about it now. And I my dad pay for that, pay for that every month. I think people around town thought my dad was really poor because, like, my nephew outgrew these skate shoes, and my and, and he and he had my dad put them on, and I mean like ridiculous skate shoes, stupid looking mm-hmm. skate shoes. My dad put them on, and like, man, these are these are comfortable. They're a little tight though. <laughs> My dad took a razor blade and cut the sides and wore those for like two years. <laughs> this man was on school board, had a really successful business. Yeah. This man's 65 years man. old wearing skate, like skate shoes with the sides cut open. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Almost as ridiculous as Jade Cargill and Layla Gray going up against the Vanity <laughs> Sisters. Nice. Nice segue. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, of, and I love... During the match, I believe Chris Jericho asked, someone asked, which of the Vanity Sisters is this at this point? To which someone <laughs> made a joke because no one had a clue, which no was which. Knew. Not only because they just didn't know, but number two, yeah. these women really appear to be twin sisters, like uh, identical twin yeah. sisters. Not I, that I was I checking that say, closely. I do have to say, like you said, maybe it was the need for relief, but uh, I... I found Jericho pretty entertaining uh, this week. He was not I'm bad this week. He was he was better than he has been in a little while. He was at least funnier. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, we have to mention Sammy Guevara is so dedicated to his young Padawan mm-hmm. learner that he purchased yes. him a brand new pair of pants that I believe he simply stole from the Blades locker room. Oh, black leather pants. You never know. They might have been tased. I think they wear the same size for sure. And mm. um, they kind of worked. Kind of. I'll say that. Kind of. Yeah. You know, kind of. But um, Jer- I love that Jericho, he's having all of his cronies fight the people who've beaten him. Mm-hmm. Both Daniel Garcia fights Action Andretti. Um. We've got Jake Hager taking on Ricky Starks. When in the past it would have always been, there's no way they could they could defeat this man. I couldn't. But now it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't beat him. But Jake Hager yeah. for sure is going to beat him. And that's just yeah. a big difference I, I I noticed recently. And I I don't know if it's important yeah. at all. Just a difference I noticed. It's it's really interesting uh, that Chris Jericho. You can really tell this guy is invested in Action Andretti's career. He's yeah. He was straight up on commentary talking about how good this guy has to be to be, to have a victory over me. Yeah. You know? 
Um, well, it's kind of like he's <laughs> yeah. he's so invested in everybody, as in he's invested right. in putting Ricky Starks over. He's invested in making Action Andretti mm-hmm. a thing. He's invested yeah. in making Daniel Garcia a star. Um, it's and a, I really it, appreciate it, that about know, people. The, the cynical view also would be that he's building up people around him to keep himself relevant. And and how many people is he really elevating? But I I I I don't know. Looking back, uh, I think Jeff Hawkins brought up of like that at some point of like, um, are people really more over after they're involved with Jericho than they were? And I think yes. I think I you know I, I would say yes. Orange Cassidy got over more after his feud, even though his feud wasn't Orange great. Cassidy MGF leveled up. Yeah. You know, well, and, and you Cassidy can look at well, did the debonair? Yeah, you you could say like, okay, did the Momo, was the mimosa match the thing that got him over? No, but it was the fact that he had a feud with Chris Jericho. Was the he, was the dinner debonair? The Chris Jericho. Yeah, and was the dinner debonair like a great moment in MJF's career? Uh, you know, it was a moment, but yeah, <laughs> you know, he did level up because he he had a feud with MJF and that prepared him for the CM Punk feud, which prepared him for the world title run. And Here's the thing. Daniel Garcia is more over because of Chris Jericho. 2.0 or more over because of Chris Jericho. I would say Tay Mello and Anna Jay are more over because of Chris Jericho. Jake Hager has a job thanks to Chris Jericho. (laughs) The thing is, Chris Jericho is in a position where he doesn't have to lose to anybody. He doesn't have to lose to anybody, but he lost two out of three to Orange Cassidy. And that that helped give AEW the opportunity to put Orange Cassidy in main events, and it felt like he belonged. It still feels like he belongs. Um, he's in T-pick, hand-picked action Andretti to put him over. Ricky mm-hmm. Starks feels like a big deal because he beat Chris Jericho. Um, mm-hmm. To me, there aren't many people who've been willing, who've been on top, who've been willing to put people over. It's one of the reasons I've always despised Hulk Hogan. Because he mm-hmm. wanted to win at all costs, while mm-hmm. the, there are a few greats who are willing to put other people over any time. I'm thinking Ric Flair, The Rock, and honestly Chris Jericho right now. Yeah, Chris Jericho's on a huge losing say, streak, and he doesn't have to be. Yeah, he he is invested in the next generation of people. Yes. Now, whether if every decision is the right decision and all that, I don't know. But, but, and I don't know if Action Andretti is the guy that, you know, he's, I can see I just why want... Chris Jericho is invested in Action Andretti because he probably looks at him and says, that was me in 1994. Yeah. But I think this, I think I would consider Action Andretti successful if he comes out of this at a Dante Martin level. I think that's successful. Okay, with this, because he's I, coming from nothing. Pretty, I think that's a pretty easy bar to clear. Yeah, for him. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't I, think yeah. I don't think success should be defined by Darby Allen level because this guy, well, no one had yeah. ever seen or heard of this guy before. Like five hundred people in America knew who this guy was, right. including his family and friends. <laughs> I think some people. I think there are probably people who would say if you were going to give up a Jericho loss at that high profile, then that person would need to be at that level. But I, I don't know. That's a I don't I don't really 
I don't really have a take either way on that as far as like, you know, if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to be his first loss after the run he had last year, does that guy need to be a top level guy? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, I don't think so, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me. Um, and not just <laughs> on this with most things. Um, let's see. Looking ahead. Yeah. Should have been on dynamite. The mother effing Briscoes period in the right. story. Let's throw in the Noah, yep, the Noah match. Pump it up's all in on that. Um, oh man. That's right. Somebody's moving in not and happy. she's letting them know they are. Yeah. They're not welcome here. <laughs> also the people who've they lived here for this, the eight months we've been here. Also not welcome here. Um, also Amazon delivery people definitely not welcome Um, Mm. okay so looking ahead to this week what do we have on Dynamite Kevin let's see well we just mentioned it the sex gods Jericho and Guevara against uh, Ricky Starks and Action Andretti so that should be interesting I think that'll be really you've got three great wrestlers in that match it'll be really interesting Mm -hmm. to see how action Andretti holds up to that many really good workers and how -hmm. good he looks maybe because they're such good workers. Yeah. I bet they'll have him look pretty good. And I bet he will beat Guevara. That's what I would, I would think action Andretti would probably beat Guevara. I'd enjoy that. I'd like to see Sammy's response to that. Um, and, and Garcia's response too. (laughs) I bet he'll be in those pants again. I would uh, maybe, I wonder maybe if... Daniel Garcia's new gimmick will be I like these pants. And then each one of them <laughs> this is okay. Here's where I just we go. like a little each, girl right there. Each 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 uh member of the Jericho Appreciation Society gets a garment of clothing and then their new gimmick is I like this blank. So I like these pants, I like this hat, I like this uh, halter top, I don't know. And then they go through, <laughs> and then this all leads to a moment where we realize that the entire thing was a subtle takeover by Nyla Rose. <laughs> oh man, who's been who was she, teasing she us through. with her with her wardrobe? Yes, and then it became become like the garment the garment club or something like that. Oh my God, the name of her group with Vicky Guerrero is the Garment District. Oh, that's let's good. see. All right. That's so good. next up, um, we'll go back and forth here. Next Darby up, Darby Allen, Buddy Matthews. That's right. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm that's really going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We've even in the entire the entirety of his run in AEW, I don't think we've seen him in many singles matches. Just a handful. I, don't know, I can't think of any. Maybe some elevation or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying I, I think there's been like one or two, maybe yeah. on like Rampage, maybe. Do we see? Do we see uh, Julia Hart spit the mist, and or Sting or Darby spit the mist that they have acquired from their time in Asia with the Great Muta? Sting has to spit the green mist, or either one. Either one. I don't care who. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't mind. I kind of would love to see. Um, I'd love to see Julia go to spit the mist, and someone like grab her lips. And then her just like, gets, <laughs> I don't know, like swallow, like have visually like come out of her ear. <laughs> yeah. Or like almost have it like Hikaru Shida level acting of her doing the big gulp of yeah. swallowing. Just with her mist. arms flailing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And then, of course, they spray it, spray the green mist on her. Oh, I'd love yeah. to see that. Um, all right, Jungle Hook, Ethan Page, Matt Hardy. Um, I'm really interested in Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. I think Brian Cage is a decent worker, and I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen him wrestle any. For all I know, we had him versus Brian Danielson two weeks ago. I don't believe I've I've seen them wrestle before. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what that would look like. I always love big jack guy versus little technical guy. Yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see if he does big jack guy's moves or if he or if he does like the you know crazy lucha Brian Cage. This reminds me. Hmm. Bandito's match. Bandito yeah. versus Brian Same Danielson. Time. Tony Schiavone starts out by hyping how powerful Bandito is. The incredible strength of Bandito, to which the other people on the mics were like, yeah, he's he's also pretty fast and a a really good worker there. Something to that effect. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if if Tony's ever ever seen Bandito. But um, I have no doubt he's very strong. No doubt. Um. Yeah, Tony Storm and Ruby. Tony versus Ruby versus Britt. I think that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be really good. Um. I I like I like the intrigue of the three way feud. Yeah, and then of course acclaimed versus the gun acclaimed and the guns family therapy family therapy. <laughs> My God. Then Rampage. Uh, I don't think we have anything for Rampage yet, do we? I didn't catch anything. If they did, they slipped it in there and. I believe I almost thought on Rampage they said they would be announcing matches on on Dynamite. I feel like they said they were going to be announcing Rampage match. I don't know. It's like they were going to be. They usually usually promote Rampage as as announcing more matches for Dynamite, and then it's kind of they're kind of doing the you know the one show plugs the next one kind of thing, and not really getting week to week like they like they used to like they used to. I would, then, I would hope to see something, you know, we're like Jade's at 49 wins. I hope they would like play up like who's going to be your 50th yeah. uh, opponent. And then um, hopefully some follow up with the, the Bucks and um, Top Flight. I hope so. Let's see. Oh, I'm really excited. Revolution is going to be on a Sunday, which means I will be able to watch live. I'll be able to talk nice. about it live afterwards with the gang, which I'm not able to do during football season when they're on Saturdays. So really, really looking forward to that. I hope we get a really, really good revolution. And I just said yeah. really four times in one sentence, which <laughs> means we should probably end this soon. Any any last words before we go, Kevin? No, no, nothing we ever <laughs> Well, for me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody. We hope you will join us here again next Tuesday.